Good morning. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakwonyero. Talking wealth and politics, the Deputy Inspector General of Government, Mariam Wagadia, has disclosed that the National Resistance Movement is the only party whose leaders have declared their wealth as required by the law. She implored the leaders of the other 50 political parties to declare their wealth lest they face consequences for non-adherence. Wangadia made the remarks yesterday during the launch of the 2021 Wealth Declaration period, which ends on March 31st. Uh, I wonder, I think when you unpack the members of the executive of, of these parties, these are very well-informed, learned, educated people. We do not know why they are not complying with the law. It's only the NRM which has complied with the law. And today I thought I should use this opportunity to urge them to comply so that we don't arraign them before the leadership court tribunal. The declaration is done through a self-service online declaration system that is touted for its swiftness and convenience. She noted that President Yoel Museveni, Vice President Edward Chiwanuka Sekandi, parliamentarians, ministers and the Minister of Finance are the most compliant, whereas Uganda Tourism Board, UBC, Gulu University, Atomic Energy Council are the least compliant government agencies. Wangadia added that the Leadership Code Act needs to be amended to have the spouses and children of leaders declare their wealth as well. That provision existed in the previous law and following an amendment it was removed. The argument was that uh, it's unfair to require spouses and other family members of leaders to declare their wealth or to comply with a law about leaders when they are not leaders. It's our wish is that the law should provide for an obligation of declaration of wealth and liabilities by those family members. Unfortunately, it's not the case. It's a challenge because it's very possible for a leader to hide their wealth uh, in the names of their, their leader, I mean their children. And this has happened in the past. The Deputy Chief Justice Richard Butera officiated at the ceremony. And we have updates on the withdrawal of the election petition. The application in which the National Unity Platform leader Robert Chagulani Sentamu asked the Supreme Court to withdraw his election petition has been gazetted. Having the application to withdraw an election petition published in the Uganda Gazette is one of the requirements that an applicant is supposed to fulfill before the application is heard. According to the Gazette, dated March 1st, Chagulani's election petition number 1 of 2021 has been publicized for withdrawal. Chagulani, also known as Bobby Wine, filed a petition in the Supreme Court contesting the declaration of President Yoel Museveni as the winner of the January 14th presidential elections. However, hardly a month after filing his petition, Chagulani instructed his legal team to withdraw the case, saying he could hardly receive justice because crucial evidence in the case was not accepted by court and they filed the withdrawal application last week on Wednesday. Following the gazettement, the Supreme Court has now called a sitting on Thursday at 9.30 a.m. to hear the application. Meanwhile, the Interparty Organization for Dialogue, also known as IPOD, is set to review the 2021 elections. NRM Party Secretary General Justin Kasule Lumumba, who is the current IPOD chairperson, says they will convene this Friday at Kololo Airstrip, 
NRM Party Secretary General Justin Kasule Lumumba, who is also the current iPod chairperson, says they will convene this Friday at Kololo and top on the agenda will be reviewing elections to cement democracy in the country. Lumumba also confirms that the NRM Party chairperson Yoweri Kaguta Museveni will attend the summit. As you are aware, the just concluded elections witnessed high level of unprecedented violence, lawlessness, riots, protests, hate speech, sectarian lines drawn, misinformation, disinformation, among other electoral vices that continue to undermine our electoral democracy and their national and their at it national security and social cohesion. As political leaders, it is our duty and responsibility to contribute meaningfully to a process that can generate solutions to the existing political challenges of the time. It is against this background that the national chairman of IPOD and also the chairman of the National Resistance Movement agreed to convene the summit of leaders. But the Forum for Democratic Change says they will not attend the IPOD summit. This is the second time that FDC is snubbing meetings organized by the coalition, which brings together political parties with representation in parliament. During the party's weekly press conference at Najanangkumbi, FDC spokesperson Ibrahim Semujung Nanda said although the party received the invitation, they could not dine with their tormentors. There are colleagues who will go to sit with our tormentor. For us, we will decline. We've received the invitation and the FDC president in particular, because this is a summit, will be making a formal response to the NRM, who are now currently the leaders of IPOD. So the FDC is unable to attend that meeting. The Chiram Municipality Member of Parliament also confirmed that the party's nationwide election review exercise starts on Thursday in Bujiri District. Semuju said the top party leadership will traverse the country, meeting party leaders at all levels. These trips will also review the performance of the, the FDC in the last elections and hear from the FDC leaders and those who participated in the elections. In Bujiri, for example, you may want to note, in the, before the last election, all the elected FDC leaders in Bujiri were just below 10. Well now, if you aggregate all the councillors and sub-county chairperson in Bujiri alone, our performance went below 10 leaders, and that will form the decision of our next course of action. In Uganda's effort to protect the environment, the French ambassador to Uganda, Jules Amand Anyambasu, has urged Karimojong to fully embrace the fight to protect the environment amid high effects of climate change. He said France and Uganda will engage in a bilateral discussion on issues of partnership relating to environmental conservation in Karamoja, a sub-region hit by effects of climate change. Anyambasu made the remarks on Thursday during his maiden visit to Karamoja. He noted that the project being implemented by ACTED, a local non-government organization, aims at supporting the sub-region's sustainable and inclusive agriculture, hence protecting the populace and the environment. They are also contributing to protect the environment, and that is key. On the other hand, they are also contributing to be part of the struggle against the climate change. Protection of the environment, conservation, and uh, climate change are very, very key issue for France. Uh, our government, our president, very, very committed in this issue. We cannot succeed in it alone. Everywhere, all over the world, and it's what you are doing here, 
uh, in an area that is uh, not uh, the not very easy. Uh, it is a very difficult uh, area, but uh, you are showing to us that it is possible. Uh, even in Karamoja, uh, where the, the climate, the environment is uh, uh, somehow hostile, uh, you can make the effort to produce, to do agriculture, but by doing it, respecting the environment and contribute, uh, contributed uh, to, the, to the fight uh, against uh, the climate change. So Aniambasu added that the intervention also aims at supporting the region's sustainable development in improving household food security and resilience. He said the eco-economy was not just a French issue, but was becoming a priority for other development partners who now understand that they cannot promote unsustainable livelihood schemes. Aniambasu said France looks forward to strengthening the cooperation with Uganda in fostering environmental protection by providing a special focus. Let's see what's happening east of Uganda. The chairperson of Serere District Council Social Services Committee, Sam Olupot, wants district councils to take over the management of tenders. He says this would weed out rampant corruption and shoddy work done by contractors. Contractors at the district are currently awarded by the district tender board, supervised by the chief administrative officer. But Olupot, who is the district councillor for Labo sub-county and is campaigning to become the next council speaker, argues that the district tender boards connive with the chief administrative officers to award contracts to farms where they have vested interests. Olupot said the district councils will give the tenders to locals and avoid situations where tenders are dubiously given to tycoons. He said if implemented, it would help fight poverty among the rural poor and bring in effective service delivery. If contracts can be awarded by council, like council would be given an opportunity of determining which contractor should be given a contract, I think will help us to improve in service delivery and also construction projects that are ongoing. Because when you look at councillors, there are many. You cannot be in position to bribe all of them. Then also councillors know those contractors, where they performed well and where they did not perform well. So as who did not perform well, will be denied the opportunity of getting more contracts. I'm optimistic that that will help to eliminate the issue of shadow work. In our district. Recently, the outgoing LC5 chairperson of Katakwi district, Walter Elakas, accused companies contracted by the central government to implement district projects of being arrogant to the district leadership. In Arua, education stakeholders and security officials have warned proprietors of private schools against conducting illegal teaching for lower classes in disregard of the Ministry of Health directives against the spread of COVID-19. Many schools in and around the city have reportedly reopened for lower classes under the guise of coaching pupils, as well as conducting lessons for primary seven candidates. Raymond Ombere Obiai, the principal education officer of Arua City, confirmed the development, warning that the schools have up to the end of this week to cease their legal activities lest they face the full extent of the law. Our inspectors have gone on the ground and they have discovered some schools operating classes that are not supposed to be in session now. And uh, I want to really warn those schools to desist from violating the standard operating procedures. We are giving you up to the end of this week to make sure that you send away 
away those children who are not supposed to be in session now. We don't want to mention names here, but we already know you, and we want to ask you kindly to save yourself, to save the face of your school, and remember, we can recommend the close of your school, we can recommend the registration of your school. Ronald Rani Bulia, the senior education officer of Arua district, say schools found operating illegally will have their licenses revoked. The certificate of compliance was given with the caution that you are given this certificate to ensure that you observe A, B, C, D, S, O, P's and the directives from the government and the Minister of Health. And if they actually abuse the permission which is granted to them to operate, then we can withdraw your license. So we have had those issues and we want to warn the proprietors of these schools where children are illegally taught that should we reach your school and find out that you are engaged in this practice, you just blame yourself for the action that we are going to take. And we are planning seriously to move out. We don't want to tell when we are going out. We can go out any time of the week, of the day. The Arua Resident City Commissioner Martin Orochi warns that the security is ready to swing into action effective next week. It is majorly private schools that are trying to adopt this hide and seek of uh, coaching, yet it is not coaching. They are enrolling students normally for schools. Of course, I know the desire to make money being a private school is also there, which we are not going to allow. We so far have about five schools within the city here whom we have found trying to hide behind coaching. No any form of coaching allowed for the meantime. Well, that brings us to the end of the news around Uganda. I'm Lydia Lakuanyero. See you tomorrow, same time.